0: The scripture this morning is from Acts 19, verses 1 through 7. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the inland regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what were you baptized? They answered, into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about 12 of them. Holy wisdom, holy word.
1: Thank you. Thank you God. That song is actually one of my favorite songs if you listen to the words that we're supposed to go tell it on the mountain wherever we go, and not to be scared to do that. I'm gonna start out with my message this morning. We're gonna be starting out if you wanna have your Bibles with you or your Bibles in the pews we're gonna be talking out of Mark one four through seventeen. And it's about the baptism of Jesus, and this is the start of Jesus' ministry. It's an important part of who we are as Christians and and where we have come from. But before Jesus was baptized, John came, John the Baptist. During Christmas, we we read about Mary or hear about Mary going down and visiting Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mom. And when Mary, Mary greets Elizabeth, John jumps in the belly. Of Elizabeth, knowing that this is the Messiah, that the Messiah has come. Later on, John will go out into the wilderness and he will be baptizing and he will be preaching on the repentance of sin. And it says in scripture that everybody from Jerusalem and Judea would go out and he would baptize. He baptized all, all who came to him of repentance of their sins. When Jesus came, John said, I'm not worthy to do this. And Jesus told him, this is what has to happen. You have to baptize me. And John said, I'm not worthy. But Jesus knew he was worthy. And Jesus knew that this was John's role. So John baptized him. And Jesus went down in the water and came back up. And when he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit and God came down upon Jesus. And Jesus said to God, uh, Jesus God said to Jesus that you're, you're my son and I love you. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit on what he said. But he goes, I want you to go out into this world that, that, and to preach and to, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to teach this world a, a new way to live. And when you baptize, you're going to be baptizing with the Holy Spirit. That's when Jesus baptized not only does he take away your sins, he enters into you and he changes you from the inside out. But as we read in the Acts this morning, is that there's some of the, bapt- or some of the disciples that were out preaching at the time didn't really understand what Jesus' baptism was about. They still understood John's baptism, about John Baptist, was baptized the repentance. And so they were confused. And before the Acts, if you go back one chapter in Acts, you go back into 7, 18, um, there's Priscilla and her husband. I mean, his name is slipping me right now. But anyway, they see that Apollos, was one of the disciples of, of Jesus after Jesus had left, and he was still preaching of Johns. And Priscilla and Aquila came up to him and said no 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 you don't understand. you're still repen- you're still preaching on baptism i mean we understand you understand the scriptures but the baptism that you're preaching is it's just on repentance they didn't understand or hadn't heard about the re- the baptism of jesus so they taught him they sat down and not got angry at him they didn't bash him over the head saying you're wrong he they sat down and they built a relationship saying this is what Jesus is about. It's about love. And that Jesus, when he baptizes, he cleans you from the inside out. So that's, so that's where we see Apollos. And, Jesus, and Paul, the same thing. Paul, we see, runs into the other disciples. He said 12. And these ones were st- just like Apollos was, was baptizing of John. They didn't realize or understand what Jesus was. So once again, Paul sat down with them. Had a relationship with them. Taught them about what the baptism of Jesus Christ is about. And on this Sunday, if you are in my congregation, I would have a bowl of water and I would walk around and, and splash you. Because it's a Sunday that we we're supposed to be reminded of our baptism. And how does this whole thing fit into our daily lives today? What, what, what does it matter if it's John's baptism or if it's Jesus' baptism? It's big. There is a huge difference between the two baptisms. Another thing about John, amazing thing about John, he was a, an important person. I said everybody from Jerusalem and Judea had come down and was being baptized by him. But after he baptized Jesus, he understood his role was done. He was to step back and let Jesus step forward and let Jesus do the work that Jesus needed to do. And he did. And Jesus continued to go around baptizing with the Holy Spirit. And we know on Pentecost, the the Holy Spirit came down upon us. And the Holy Spirit today still lives with us and within our hearts. So that's how it it relates to us today, that, that the Holy Spirit is still with us and in our hearts today as we sit here. But how can we remember our baptism? I mean, yeah, you can have the pastor sprinkle you with water. That's one way to do it, but... I really truly believe it goes back to Jesus' message when his disciples asked him, what is the greatest commandment there is? And Jesus said, it's to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And second to that is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If we're doing that, we're remembering our baptism. Now in our world, it's it's tough to think about, but I'm going to step back. Our neighbor we don't get to choose who our neighbor is. We don't get to do that. God saying, if anybody who lives on this planet, this planet Earth that we all share as our home is our neighbor. And we're supposed to love everybody. Can we do that on our own? No. We do that because we've been baptized by Jesus Christ. And through Jesus being in our heart, we have the strength and the willing and the knowledge to do that. Without God, we're not able to love our neighbors. We see that in the world today. This has been a tough week. If you watch the news and you have seen what happened in Paris with the shooting of the terrorists going in and killing the cartoonists and then the police going and killing the, the terrorists. Imagine if we lived in a world that we loved one another. Imagine a world where we no longer had violence, Remembering your baptism and remembering that Jesus loved us first. It's so easy not to love. It's so easy to to be angry and and to tear down other people. Jesus wasn't about that. And Jesus wasn't about violence either. Jesus' ministry was all about love and loving one another. On the servant on the mount, he even took it even further. He said, "Not only love one another, but love your enemies." And once again, that can only be done by having the Holy Spirit and God in our heart and praying. I said to the children that, "Yeah, the resolution I'm losing weight and and eating better, but that's just not that's not even my important resolution. My important resolution, even for me, I need to learn to be more loving." more caring, more understanding of those people around me, the people that I differ with, that I ar- might argue with, I have to love them too. We live in a world, in a, in a society where we're bipolar, bipolar. Yeah, we are bipolar, but we're <laughs> polar opposites. And, you have, and we've got to learn to, to come together and love one another. And we can do that through our Baptism. Another story that's really kind of affected me over the last couple of weeks, I went and watched the movie Unbroken after reading the book. Or watched the movie, I had to go read the book. And if you haven't read the book, it's an awesome book. It's about Louis Zamperini, who was a mile runner. And he, God gave him these gifts to be able to be a runner. And he was kind of a, a child that was... He was from Torrance, California, and they didn't quite like him in that town because he was a rebel rouser. And he was stealing stuff, but his brother one day said, I have faith in you that you can do more than what you're doing, Louis." and he put his strength and in, in his, his, in his uh, powers that he was doing to be evil and started to do good, and he started to run, and he became one of the fastest runners of the time. But then World War II came around, and he, he was drafted, you know, he wasn't. He went into the military, went in the army, and he became a, a navigator and a, and a bomber. And they were over the ocean, and I'm abbreviating this really. And he went down. His plane was shot down, but while he was in the ocean, These sharks were trying to eat him. They didn't have food. They didn't have water, but they survived. And, then, and I consider this his baptism when he was in that, the sea, that he gave up his life. He said, Lord, if you get me through this time, that I will give my life up to you. But like most of us, when Louis and I'm leaving out a whole big part of the story, but he went back and he still had problems. I mean, he had, he had problems with alcohol. But one night, his wife said, we need to go to this revival. And Louis didn't want to go, but he, he ended up going. And it was uh, Graham. Billy Graham was preaching when he, he had a big revival down in L.A. And he heard the words. He remembered what he had told God that if he would save him from this, wrath that he would turn over his life and he did from that point on he went home that night dumped out all the alcohol that he had in the house and he gave his life truly over to god he went out and he bought a ranch for troubled children and he had touched so many lives by what he did because he remembered his baptism so how can we do that how can we change our lives to become more like Christ? It's like I was telling the children. It's getting into Scripture, reading Scripture daily. It's praying as much as you can, and having that relationship with God. Like the kids, God wants you to. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to know you, to know you. He wants you to pray when you're happy. He wants to hear those prayers. He wants to hear when you're upset at Him. And it's okay to get mad at God. He wants to hear that so He knows how you're feeling. He knows how you're feeling anyway, but He wants you to be able to have it and be able to express that to Him when you can. Because we have a loving and caring God who who loved us so much He went to the cross and he, He died on that cross for our salvation. So it's not much to ask for us to turn back and to love our neighbors and to love those people around us, to love your family. Because that's what God wants us to do. And by getting into the scripture, i want to back up. Guys, I said this in the first, sermon, or first service is that the Bible is not a Bible that we go in and bash people over the head. It's not the bad news. For all you who might think it is, it's the good news. And we don't bash people over the head. We be like Paul and we be like Priscilla. Uh, and when we see brothers and sisters struggling with our faith, we go and we love them and not bash them. We Christians have a lot of long ways to go. But we can do it because we have a Lord and Savior that loves us. And by being baptized into them, he is looking for us to be more like him. So, this day, as we begin the new year, let's make a resolution to be more like Christ. Amen.